The back of the car, like, I did not expect the back of a cop car to be completely plastic. Like, yeah. <laughs> that shocked me. I was just like, oh, wow, why is it like this? And I was like, oh, yeah, because you guys are picking up, like, drunk people who would throw up or, like, anything. Right. So it made sense. But still, I was, <laughs> it made the experience, like, more jarring because it's just feeling this cold, hard cop it's car. It's interesting <laughs> that that's, a, it's like, it jar, it j like, sticks out in your memory so much is the plastic. <laughs> because it was so, it, it just kind of brought everything to like a hole because it was cold and I was like in lingerie so I was just kind of like I look like a hooker and this seat is very cold and I'm making bad decisions with my life um, and I was wearing <laughs> pants <laughs> yeah and I'm, I don't know so I was I was like shaking and my other two freaking um like they're not they're they're not ratchet they're they're more they're just a little bit tougher than I am and and they're like they're more party people oriented than I am so like because I'm just like this nerd that like got groped in with all of them like yeah but like th those two people were just kind of like this is normal like what are you freaking out about right, and i'm just right. having this breakdown <laughs> in the car um so i ended up you know i went to court and then they gave me a, they gave me a ticket and i instead of paying for the ticket i decided to do community service and uh, i decided to do community service at the church that i was baptized at Hey everybody, this is Tom Goss from Moving the Tribe, uh, the host of it. Um, so, new episode with uh, Sasha Saka. Follow her at on Instagram at Dasakitty. Kitty, uh, I'm going to spell it out for you guys because it's uh, D-A-S-A-K-E-E-T-I-E. Dasakitty on Instagram. Um, doesn't have Twitter. So that's someone else if you're following her on Twitter. Um... You can follow the show at Leaving Tribe Pod. You can follow me at GossGoss6. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Um, this episode we talk about talk about a couple different things, but uh, mostly her experience uh, in Catholicism, uh, as well as you know codependency. We talk about. Uh, I mean, change like it's it's a good episode. It's a good episode. Um, sorry, I just woke up. Little, little, little shaky on the intro. Sorry about that. Here, um, what else? Oh, I have some upcoming dates. Uh, <clears throat> if you want to check me out at the Whiskey Road Saloon on February twenty eighth in Yuma, Arizona, I'll be there. I'll be at uh, Barmageddon and Tulare March twenty first. And April 1st through 5th, I will let, be at the Before You Die Fest in Alaska. And this is a very special announcement. I'll be doing the very first live Leaving the Tribe there. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I'm still figuring out what I want to do for that. Uh, I wasn't sure if I'd ever do a live episode just because of the format <coughs> of the show. But I'm we're doing it. And uh, it's gonna be great. And uh, if you if you live in Alaska or it's a great festival, you should just you know I know people last year flew out to it because it's a it's a pretty legit festival. Uh, it's gonna be a fun one. Um, and there's some uh, there's some former former guests on the show on the festival as well. I know Tamer Katan uh, is gonna be on that. 
well, some other people. But um, and my very good friend, I'm gonna show with my very good friend Olivia Grace. Uh, it's gonna be stacked. It's gonna be stacked festival. So. I'm letting you know now, April 1st through 5th, Before You Die Fest, Anchorage, Alaska. I'll be doing stand-up and alive, leaving the tribe. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything else that I should be letting? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a Patreon. Uh, it was supposed to be a leaving the tribe Patreon, but it's more a me Patreon. I do a, a podcast weekly with just me on there. Uh, different tone than leaving the tribe. I fuck around. I have a soundboard sometimes. Good old correctamundos in the background. So if hey, if you have some extra money, you're like, oh, I got nothing to do with this money. Feel free to uh, to donate to my Patreon. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's it, guys. This is a great episode with a uh, a good friend of mine. Um, this is uh, I got to meet this person right before they started comedy and they've grown into a fucking killer and. Uh, they're going to continue to grow and um, had a very great story um, that I appreciated her honesty about. Um, it was a good episode, so please enjoy today's episode with Sasha Saka. Um. I will try to be louder. So before before you were before you were a comedian, I became friends with you. You were you were stalking the uh, the the comedy scene in Orange <laughs> County. I was sick with pancreatitis, so I was back living in Orange County. <laughs> and you you were just checking. You were just stalking the the comedy scene. I was just hanging out. I was just, yeah. You're just saying you wanted to go up, but you needed someone to go go up. Fucking what are you? Yeah, you I didn't need that, but you I needed like a dom, but like for my comedy. You, you needed <laughs> you needed an angry asshole to go fucking just do it. Um, Which it was you, hey. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, and we we a lot of our friendship started because I found out you were a you're a, a Buddhist and a Buddhist from the organization that I was born and raised in. Yep. That's correct. And yeah. that that was that was weird for me because uh, I don't run into that very you, you often. You practically shook me. Like you were like, "What are you talking about? You're a Buddhist." <laughs> well, it's also like you got to under. I mean, you ran into it. How many people are like, "Yeah, I'm like super Buddhist." And I'm like, "Oh yeah." Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you read a book? Like, what, what <laughs> did you follow a couple pages on Instagram? And yeah, now you're Buddhist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you practice yoga and not know what it was? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that. That is exactly um, what people kind of because I, I I already look like an Instagram influencer. So when I tell people I'm Buddhist, it gets worse. Yeah, and <laughs> you know they they don't believe me. But then when I literally tell them that I am part of like Nichiren Buddhism, they're like, oh, you know another word aside from Buddhism. Oh, you're the real deal. <laughs> and then yeah, well, it had nothing to do with you. You know what's funny? I was mm -hmm. less. I was less. Um, Stiff army about the possibility about you being Buddhist just because you're not white, which whenever, <laughs> whenever it's a white person, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure you are. But uh, it, the longer the hair, the more likely they are they're full of shit. I don't know what, <laughs> if they're like in a suit and holding a briefcase, I'm like, okay, I could see, I could see a Japanese man wearing that suit. Like, oh. <laughs> you might be, you might actually be Buddhist. 
Oh but yeah. Good thing I showed up in a suit then. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, no, you. But no, you. You were. You were part of it. I just don't. I don't. You know. Um, you. You were astonished. It was like you met like some like a long lost like twin you've never met before. You're like, are you kidding me? You're Buddhist and you're in comedy. <laughs> my mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, all honest, I, I don't know if you know this, but it also freaked me the fuck out too. Oh yeah. No, I could tell. <laughs> yeah, because I keep those words worlds. You know. I mean, that's a different, that was a different me mm-hmm. that for the long, long ago where I was a very active, Oh yeah. Um, you know, Buddhist member. So it was, I was just like, oh fuck, is she going to report what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm actually a spy for the yeah. organization. Um, that's kind of, that shows how paranoid I was <laughs> that that's kind of like, is that what, is that what's happening? But it turns out, no, you just ended up becoming a very good friend of mine. I'm glad you're now very funny. No, oh, thank you. Like you, you <laughs> no, no. Like uh, the last show I did with you, everyone was like, "Sasha fucking crushed." And it was like, it's really cool to, it's really cool to see. Um, thank you. Been? I mean, like you, you've been a huge like help to my comedy and helped me focus well, like very early <laughs> on because. Uh, like especially open micing, it's just like this black hole of chaos and negativity and 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 distractions and party people. And there, there <laughs> I am, the beacon of positivity. <laughs> you heard it here, a beacon of positivity. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> kind of, kind of in a, in a very nihilistic and and grumpy way. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'll take that. I'll take grumpy nihilistic positivity. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not, I don't know, I, I mean, I do get negative sometimes, but I try not to be, like, just because my brain naturally goes to a cynical place, but I don't like, I don't think that's a good thing. Yes. If that makes sense. And yeah. I think I think a lot of people will think and feel a certain way, and then they'll justify it later. I'm aware it's wrong. I just can't stop doing it. <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah. It seems like it. Always meaning well, though, and that's I noticed that like right away. Yeah. No. I. I really. I look. I try. Um, <laughs> I fail, but I try. Um, but you weren't. You weren't born in into Buddhism. Mm-mm. Um. Which. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was eventually I got to get my parents on here to talk about some stuff uh, because I, I want to get some Ooh. Gakkai members. There's just even if they're not my parents they're just some there's some very interesting people. Oh, yeah. No, that I, that's what I found the best uh, about our organization is uh-huh. it, it, it brought around so many different people. And the fact that like I, I look the way that I look, which is a little bit more extreme and, and I came from such a different background. They accepted me regardless of that, which yeah, I know that's yeah. one thing that I will say, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of them are talk about how unaccepting their, you know, the religion they they were born into is and oh, that's yeah. one thing, you know, I have some, you know, personal and it probably a lot of it is personal. Some, some issues with you know um the buddhist religion but overall one thing i will never ever take away from them is they are some of the most accepting people <laughs> of all different backgrounds that you'll yeah you'll, they're you'll, like you want to come to our meetings in a ghillie suit just do yeah, it like yeah. just so long as you want world peace like just yeah. come around <laughs> you, got, you, you guys ever see a furry prey like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> oh, but, dude. Yeah, before <laughs> before um before you were Buddhist, you were 
You were raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Yeah, I was baptized, born and raised Catholic. Um, uh huh. My my mom is more of one of those cafeteria Catholics where like she kind of picks and chooses what she likes sure. about it. And I feel like there's a lot of those, but um, the rest, I have some uh, family members who are very devout. Uh-huh. My grandparents are pretty devout. Um, and yeah, like just being Filipino, like that's just, that's just the wave. Like that's just how we all yeah. are. <laughs> that's, well, I mean, it's not the wave. It's more of like uh, the, um, we're forced into the wave, uh, but it's fine. Nice. <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah I, I was, I was born and raised Catholic. Um it was pretty strange growing up like with that because I wasn't like exclusively forced like with Catholicism. It was because my dad, he practiced, um, he was Muslim. Like, cause my dad is Iranian. I don't think I knew he was Iranian. I don't yeah. think I knew he was Muslim. He was Muslim, but now he's an alcoholic. So things are different. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, so <laughs> there's, there's a lot of confusion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I love my dad. He's we, just, he's we a should, kook. We, there's, there's Sunday Christians and then there's morning Muslims where you don't <laughs> drink until the evening. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He threw away all that so he could be a 24 seven alcoholic anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he, he always like, he would see like the little things that we would have to do to go to mass and all those things like that. And he would always like make stupid jokes about it. And, uh-huh. you know, so it, it wasn't like it was a bubble of Catholicism in my house. It was very uh it was very mixed um but then when i did go out to family parties and everything we would gather around the food and be all catholic and shit so there's like you know there's, right right there's that so so um but it, it wasn't even intense throughout my whole life like i wasn't forced to be catholic like i've i've even seen different churches like Hare krishna and everything even just like me being Nichiren buddhist shows you that my parents don't really like care about right what i am they just the, care about what i'm doing yeah, yeah. which i think that's like that's a that's a healthy perspective for family to have. Yeah, you know, like no, I they're think, cool. They have their yeah. things, but they're cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But in terms of like, at least from the religious perspective, I think it's. I don't know. I don't plan on having kids, but like, if I ever did, my my what I would tell them is like, you can believe whatever you want, but I have a feeling at some point you're gonna go back to where I'm at, which is believing in nothing, <laughs> 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 but explore all you. <laughs> You know, um, this is a weird question. I've actually never asked, uh, I don't think I've asked anyone on this show, were you, separate from the religious, were you a happy kid? Was I a happy kid? Um, to be honest with you, I, I don't, I don't know if I was a happy kid. I was, I, I think there was a lot of darkness, like, in my heart Uh as a kid, because, when I like growing up, like, like I said, I love my parents. They're great people, but yeah. they were busy and there was also like just real life stuff happening. Um, yeah. and my brother being like 13 years older than I am by the time that I was conscious, which is usually around like five or six, um, he was totally like just in another world. So I was like, most of the time I was alone. I was like neglected and didn't really have anybody to bounce life off of. So I was just kind of like very, like wrapped into yeah isolated and I I was wrapped into like anime and and toys and stuff like that but like when I would go out and I would have experiences with other kids it would always be negative like I was bullied so hard when I was like in grade school like it it was very it was very pronounced in first grade it's very it's very interesting What, what what were you what were you bullied for 
Um, I because like I said, like I was a little bit more isolated. I my interest they would kind of revolve around more like because my my cousins and my brother were living with me at the time, and they're like older like boys, almost men at that point in time, and their interests started to kind of affect uh, or influence me. So then when I would bring that around girls, girls would reject me. So, you know, if I would, I don't care about being dirty or like I would, you know, I would want to be like play rough or I wouldn't dress the way that they would dress. Um, then, you know, I've, I remember that I, there's a distinct memory like in kindergarten where I went outside to like this little shed thing that they had, they played house in. And it was just this gaggle of girls that they all stuck together and, uh, I went in there and I was like, Hey, can I play with you guys? And they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. We only allow boys to play with us or girls to play with us. And I was Uh like, but I'm, I'm a girl. And they were like, yeah, (laughs) no, you're not. (laughs) It was because my hair, I had a, like a bowl cut, like kind of like a little like Asian bowl cut. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to, like take this but looking back on it now like as an adult obviously it's funnier but i just like when you're a kid that sucks yeah Yeah. when i was a kid i was like well where do i go so then when i went with the boys and then like fast forward to first grade um we would rough house and we would play tag and they would chase me and everything but they would also like kick my ass so Uh so it's like i'm getting socially rejected from all these freaking bitches in the shed over here and then if i don't want to do that then i get my ass kicked um (laughs) but if i if like if i want to do neither then there's always pokemon like that's where i gravitated was like i just want to be alone (laughs) yeah pikachu can't beat me up exactly yeah (laughs) yeah Back back in the day when there was only male and female Nidoran and everyone else was equal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so it was it was rough. Like God, only real '90s kids got that joke. <laughs> God damn it! Hey, that's what we're renaming the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving the '90s. Um. Anyway. Um. Okay. Yeah, I was just always I was always I was curious about that because yeah. I feel like. Uh, I don't know. I always, I always wonder. Like people have asked me that question. I'm like, I don't know what fucking kind of question is that. And I was, you know, what I was sounds just, like a very Buddhist question. <laughs> yeah, I'm always just like, I'm wondering, like, what, how, what are other, what, I don't know. It also gives insight. But okay, sorry. Back to the Catholic. Um, oh yeah. The Catholic stuff. Sorry, I'm already doing a bad job hosting this episode. But back to the Catholic. <laughs> what stuff. are you talking about? We're having fun. We're yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm glad I asked because it's always it's. I don't know. I've. I've that's no, it's totally the precursor to like how I got into all this bullshit. So like, <laughs> so gotcha. like with Catholicism, like I, you know, when being in that situation where I was like more isolated as a child and then rejected like by my peers for just being different and weird and everything um you like develop this personality to be like more attention seeking like you're just like how Mm -hmm. can I get someone to like like me how can I get someone to look at me and everything and and then that like that really like just developed who I was as a person and and I think that was like my biggest problem was I was kind of looking for that acceptance like anywhere and that so like when I started to get into like relationships and when I started to get into dating and everything, I didn't really choose the right people. Like, you know, from when I was 12 to when I was like 15, like I got into an insane, like abusive relationship. And I know that that sounds like really early, but it's also like, it kind of showed like the fight or flight mode that I was in to get to like 
any sort of affection and like yeah. so when when that w- happened um and i got out of that relationship like after that i i was just partying i was just like trying to be around anybody i was going out and just like like totally not focusing on any sort of like mission or any sort of like just any sort of direction so then when i you were you were goalless Oh yeah, exactly. Like a hundred percent goalless. I just, I was just trying to have fun and feel yeah. something. Did you have goals like uh, when you were in the relationship? I mean, you were very young. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you have like focus and goals in it? Um, in the relationship, no, because that was just a source of validation. of attention. Yeah, yeah, of validation, attention, um, affection. Even if it was horrendous for me, because it was, it was like, it like. I I don't I wouldn't wish that kind of like relationship on anybody because he was like emotionally he was mainly emotionally abusive uh-huh. but it got to a point where he was physically and sexually abusive. So yeah. like to experience all of that before you can even drive is pretty nutty. So like yeah. you know so I uh like like just to cope with that whole situation it I just ran amok. You know, like from if it, from the ripe age of fifteen uh, to sixteen, and then I got into like major trouble, like after a party. Um, so we were drunk and just trying to get home, and I was wearing very skimpy, a very skimpy outfit. All of us were because it was like one of those pajama parties, which means lingerie parties for the girls who are going, uh-huh. who have that kind of confidence. Which, by the way, sixteen-year-olds like stop that shit (laughs) please never do that in your life um so we we were walking home and then a cop spots us because we just totally look like hookers like he's just like what sleepy hookers sleepy hookers sleepy underage hookers (laughs) um and she was like what in the world are you guys doing and then she you know she like makes us go into the back of her cop car which by the way the back of a cop car is all plastic. I don't know if you've ever experienced the back of a cop car. I actually have not. But it hurts. Contrary um, <laughs> to many people's belief, I've never been in the back of a cop car. The back of the cop... Like, I did not expect the back of a cop car to be completely plastic. Like, yeah. <laughs> that shocked me. I was just like, oh, wow, why is it like this? And I was like, oh, yeah, because you guys are picking up, like, drunk people who would throw up or, like, anything. Right. So it made sense. But still, I was... <laughs> it made the experience, like, more jarring because it just feeling this cold, hard cop it's car. interesting. <laughs> That, that's that it's like it jar, it j- like sticks out in your memory so much is the plastic <laughs> because it was so it, it just kind of brought everything to like a halt because it was cold and I was like in lingerie so I was just kind of like I look like a hooker and this seat is very cold and I'm making bad decisions with my life and, and I was wearing <laughs> pants <laughs> yeah and I'm, I don't know so I was I was like shaking and my other two freaking um like they're not. They're they're not ratchet. They're they're more they're just a little bit tougher than I am, and and they're like they're more party people oriented than I am. So like, because I'm just like this nerd that like got groped in with all of them. Like yeah, but like those those two people were just kind of like this is normal. Like what are you freaking out about? Right, and I'm just right. having this breakdown <laughs> in the car. Um, so I ended up you know I went to court and then they gave me a, they gave me a ticket and I instead of paying for the ticket I decided to do community service. And uh, I decided to do community service at the church that I was baptized at and that I grew up at. And um, in community service, like I was like feeling obviously you're, like you're feeling low. You're feeling like like you're starting to kind of go off the rails a little bit. 
So yeah. what 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 was the community service? I was cleaning pews in the in the church. So pews. Yeah. I because of the cop car, I thought you said pukes. <laughs> I was cleaning puke in the cop car and that I my, was in. And then my brain autocorrected to Plot pukes. Plot twist, it's my puke. <laughs> and then, yeah, okay. You're cleaning the pews, uh, and you're kind of, you've, you're at a low. Yeah. I'm at a, I'm at a, were you still partying at that point when no. you first started? You, you were like, that. that's that's enough. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't stop entirely, but I definitely just, like, made better choices and I was just more honest with my parents like uh-huh. you know because I feel like the reason why we got caught up a big reason why we got caught up was because we didn't tell our parents where we were like we snuck out and then like pretended like we were at a sleepover and then from that sleepover we went to the party but like my parents didn't know this so <laughs> if we would have just told them maybe they could have just picked us up instead of us trucking it from like deep in like almost downy like bellflower like going all the way back to lakewood so it's like it's just you know so it was just a bad choice um but i just became more honest about what i was doing i was like hey like i'm going to the i'm 17 now it's like 16 turning 17 i was like all right i'm going to this party like so that i don't get in trouble or if something happens at least you know where i am right right so so i got better about it and i did it less um I also got like, <laughs> like a, a big reason why I kind of like stopped partying so much like into high school, like is because I, uh, I got kicked out of that high school, <laughs> like, oh, because really? yeah, what all you, that partying and insanity. Did you show up to school in the lingerie? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, they, they felt like they were like, they treated me like I was <laughs> shit. Like they, they, it was mainly like dress code stuff and, and just like insubordination and you got kicked out of school for dress code stuff it was dress code stuff and then like the more that i got stressed out with like dress code stuff it it kind of just seeped into me like not trying with like my actual like academics now yeah so Uh so then so they i went to i graduated from a continuation school so yeah so so yeah it's just like all the partying and like apathy and like just just total dismissal towards my (laughs) my future it just you were like the the uh the uh what what was the basket case and the nerd wrapped into one person from a (laughs) breakfast club a little bit to be super honest with you which by the way horrible movie but Yeah. But you kind of like had a little bit of, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a little bit of both. It's it's so weird. Like I have nerd tendencies and then I also have just like chaotic energy. Re- rebellious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, so all of that just kind of climaxed into like me doing community service for my church. And um, there, there was a guy who he helped me uh, clean the pews and then he kind of like told me like about things and I remember like I picked up a rosary when I was helping and I was like oh like what like what is this what 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 yeah what is a rosary a uh, rosary it's uh they're basically prayer beads like kind of okay. kind of like the, the like what like uh, Buddhists yeah, use yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh Jesus it, beads. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so it's the Juzu beads of Catholicism okay. and and they they use it to help them while they're praying um and it's it's devoted to uh mary magdalene like the like mother mary Uh um so so like you you kind of help like like she helps like amplify your prayers like that's that's like the big thing with with her yeah so she's like i I can't even describe like what that is because it's so much like they they incorporate 
the I, I was about to call them juzu beads. Um, <laughs> they, they incorporate the rosaries. rosaries into um, like penance and things like that for uh-huh. Catholicism. So like when you when you go and you confess like all your sins to a priest, he'll tell you maybe to pray the rosary ten times or something like right, that. So right. so yeah, so that's that's really what it's for. And he and he uh, this guy that was helping me clean the pews, he he explained all of it to me. And he just seemed like he was like such a good spirit. Like he is like he was like this person who at the time I felt like he was like sent from God to help direct me back to a better path. And so what was the moment where you go? He's sent from God. (laughs) I don't know. I think it was a mixture of how low I was feeling from like having to do this community service to like all of the bad choices that I had been making. And then on top of like the relationships that I have like around me just kind of not being um, sound and like failing. Uh Um, You get to this point where it's like someone's showing you like this genuine compassion and interest and and care towards you. And that's, it it just feels like out of this world. Like I don't even know how to describe it. So in, in when you're brought up thinking that there is a God and when you're brought up, like with Catholicism, then that's how I feel like you rationalize that moment. And like that, that was where I kind of got to that point Yeah, when I was no, 16. <laughs> that is, that is something I've noticed is, uh, I, I've noticed that, uh, in a lot of different faiths, kindness, empathy, like very positive traits are c- always connected straight, straight to God. Right. And that's basically what you're saying is right. just that mentality. Okay. Oh it's, Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. No, he totally painted in 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 only a good light. So then, so you know, when like I said, you just rationalize it that way. <laughs> it's like, oh, like this person was sent from God. <laughs> like, uh-huh. So this is a small Mexican man was sent from God <laughs> to <laughs> pull me out of my hoish ways. It was <laughs> it was a lot. So so you know, so I I continue to. He was like, oh, you know, like if you're ever interested, our church has a youth group. And you can be a part of that. And like, you know, my, my son goes or like my, my kids and grandkids have gone before. Oh, so this is like an older dude. This is an older dude. Okay. Yeah. This is an older guy. So, um, so, uh, he, I was imagining another 16 year old, but yeah. <laughs> teaching me how to pray the rosary. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he was just a, he was an older Mexican gentleman. He's one of the nicest guys on the planet. So, yeah. So yeah, he, uh, you know, he basically like helped me connect with the youth group in the church and then through youth group then I was you know I was just doing all the activities I was constantly going because now this is another place that helps me align with a little bit more of like a mission in life but then at the same time it like it it made all of the struggles that I went through in that moment like have meaning I feel like you know it's basically the way that I rationalize it when I was in youth group was like I'm here and I'm like a worshiper of God because all of my struggles and everything that I've gone through is so that I could help other people be pulled out of that, uh-huh. you know? And so it was in that moment though, it was like giving all this glory to this, you know, this God that like, even in those moments I was having doubts existed. So, uh-huh. so it was, uh, 
But it, the thing that kept you attached to it was the the kindness of the people around. Exactly. You. Yeah. It was a lot of the right. And then it goes right back into like that social validation. It's like now I'm like I see that me being here by me virtue of being here, like it's affecting other people's lives positively. And then I'm also like contributing to other people's lives. So it, it fills that like people pleasing nature that I've kind of developed. Right. Like right. throughout just my life. And and yeah, so so that was And you how how like how into it did you did you how quickly did it progress? How into it did you get? Um, I I well I was baptized and then I got confirmed, which is where you were. I thought you were already baptized. I was already baptized at that point. And then, uh, when I got into youth group, then I went through catechism, which is like the, the school that or like the kind of like the, the teachings that, and, and all of the, like almost like Catholic homework. <laughs> That's all I can think okay. of <laughs> all the Catholic homework that you have to do to prove how Catholic you are. <laughs> That's, that's all that is. And, um, so I went through that from, I believe, I think I was 17 when I got confirmed, 17, 18, I got confirmed. Uh, and that, that's when the Catholic church recognizes you as, uh, as a follower, you know, like the, like the Vatican has like a big old database of people who are confirmed through the Catholic church. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's, that was my my whole thing right there. Oh, so technically they don't count people who are baptized or Exactly. Well, they they count you when you're baptized, but like to say like to get married in the church or to um I don't know, have your kids baptized, like it basically you have to be confirmed. So okay. so you they basically they're like you can hang out, but we don't acknowledge you until gotcha, you do your Catholic gotcha. homework. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so then I got I got confirmed at 18. And, uh, you know, from, from there, like I was pretty casual about it. Like I would still go to mass. I would still go to events and like youth group things. I would go to like Ash Wednesdays Ash, like, and no, not, it's not like every Wednesday, it's Ash Wednesday, just the one, <laughs> which is where you, you get palm leaves and you burn them and then you have the dirt on your forehead. Right. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've seen people with that and you're just I like, I have, I've <laughs> always reacted very poorly to it. <laughs> I, I always forget what it is, and I'm always very. You just rude. lick your thumb. You're like, how can I get that off? And you're well, like, this is. Even if I don't get it, if that's like that, that the, putting dirt on your face, there's nothing horrible for that. So I wish <laughs> I'd remember every once in a while that that's gonna happen. So I was like, what the fuck's in your face? <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's it's embarrassing when you're like going to school and trying to like do like normal things. But but also I I think that's it's like a little sign of pride for Catholics. They're like, This is sure, how, yeah, how no, Catholic I've, I am. I'm willing to put ashes on my forehead. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm willing to do one sixtieth blackface. <laughs> pretty much what it But only one sixtieth. Oh my god. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> perfect. Um <laughs> it's good uh yeah I, so, so so yeah it really just it really wasn't it wasn't an obsession as much as it was a healthy outlet right even even if it, it for was a little bit in, wait what <laughs> for a little bit for, for it, it was a healthy outlet but then it got in intense like very intense like when i went to college i met a guy who was and and i'm i'm <laughs> just painting it very lightly because he's a very intense dude. He's the kind of guy who like, if he weren't like doing what he's doing right now, 
he let me know very firmly he would have been a priest. Like, if he didn't have someone, like, a significant other that he was with, like, he would have rather been a priest. So he is very intense about Catholicism, and so is the rest of his family. Um, uh-huh. So... Wait, wait, he blames who he's with right now for not being a priest, <laughs> or you? Um, not not me specifically. Uh-huh. I think I think he just, uh, he kind of really entertained that idea. He entertain- He always, like, kind of liked to talk about it like just very casually like oh you know like yeah i'm happy with my life right now but like there there's some times where i feel like i could have like i could i could just be a priest like if i weren't you know with you and having all these other like life experiences that lead me a different direction right, like i think i probably right. would have been a priest and no the, okay so he and that's a very like intense thought to have <laughs> like to go yeah. from like normal person to like just totally isolate not totally isolated from the world but you're like on a different level with like your faith and and you don't you can't be married you can't have kids like you know it's I mean, i'm not saying that that's the only thing you can do in life right 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 Man, <laughs> but it is i'm just gonna see for uh for to be a catholic <laughs> that, I'm kidding. um uh so you're saying when you met him it got more intense for you it got well. it got very intense for me because um and this is still when I'm, like, in that people-pleasing phase, like, you know, where, where I'm, like, still, like, I don't have any sort of value towards myself. So it's, like, I value what other people think of me more and what other uh-huh. people could get from the relationship with me. And it was, that's, like, my most toxic trait that I could always, like, like just kind of see in my entire life, like, just looking back on it. Sure, so. sure. I, I mean, I don't. I actually don't like this this word, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use it. Do you do you feel like you struggle with like? I don't know if you still do, but at this point, you were you were uh, like very codependent. Right. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. No, I, I hate that term, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of people use it, and it's just it seems like such a millennial thing to be like very introspective That's on our. That's <laughs> probably why I just hate my generation. <laughs> yeah, I was um, gonna say, <laughs> Grumpy Tom. Um. Yeah, Grumpy Tom. Yeah. No, that's that's uh, uh that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. and so and that started. It sounds like it started from when you were a kid, right? And like, because uh, that term is you know codependency. It's often affiliated with relationships, and you've applied it to relationships too, right? But kind of what you're and tell me if I'm misunderstanding. You also applied it to other things like religion, as mm-hmm. well as I think it sounds like you almost had a codependent relationship with anime when you were younger. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely did. And I agree with everything that you're saying 100%. Yes, okay. that was a big, like, that was a big problem for me was that codependency on whatever it is that, like, I was engaging in. And then also that people pleasing nature because it's like the codependency is like the main problem but the people pleasing nature is like a side effect of it Uh and and i think because i don't i don't think i fully understand codependency i thought they were kind of are they not the same thing um i think that there are people who can be a little bit more independent but still are more people pleasers like for example like when you hear like the the phrase like saving face like there are people who like just to save face and to make sure that everybody has like a a nice time around them Uh they will they will people please and they'll just be like yeah yeah whatever you think cool like and then they'll move on with their lives you know right sure, sure and which i i feel like i'm a little bit more of that person now 
Gotcha. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. But back then it was more so like, like, oh no, like, like I, I need to like be around this person more. I need to adopt how they think and how they feel and everything. And, and like in, in looking back on it, I really felt like I was justifying a lot of it by being like, Oh, well, you know, I just, I want to like, you know, make sure that, or everybody needs to be heard and everybody like needs special care and everything. But it's like, not all of that has to always like fall on me, you know? Right. For sure. And it's also, it's, um, it's, <sighs> It's interesting that you, um, like, it seems like, tell me if I'm wrong, it would, it would hop from place to place to place. Mm -hmm. And some of the places were really, you know, toxic. Right. And I mean, you haven't finished telling me about, you know, your experience in the church, but it sounds like overall the church was one of the few places that wasn't. A piece of shit. <laughs> you know what <laughs> no, I mean? yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. Uh, there were, I mean, during cat, the worst experiences that I had, I think, were during catechism, like when I was learning, like when I was doing my Catholic homework, <laughs> right, and right, I, and um, that's that was like probably the worst time because, and and I think this is what kind of left a seed of disdain or 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 um, uncertainty towards Catholicism. Uh, was my experience with, uh, catechism. It was, uh, like overall, it was a very good place for me to develop. It, it gave me a little bit of a moral compass. It helped me a lot through a very hard time. And I don't yeah. have like any sort of regrets to, sure, towards sure. having that, you know, experience. Um, but things just stopped making sense after a while. And I think that's a big reason as to why I left. But, um, what stopped making sense? Like when I was going through catechism, I remember like one question that stuck out the most or one topic that stuck out the most was calling God the father. Um, and my stupid little feminist ass, when I was in there, I, I started like kind of questioning it. And then I, I spoke out loud. I was like, hey, like I asked a question. I was just like, so I understand we call God the father, but like, what's the history behind that? Like, why do we do that? And they're like, well, because the head, like, you know, the father is seen as the head of the household and because they were seen as the head of the household, like it was easier for people to learn that that's who you should look towards God as. And I was like, yeah, but my mom makes all the money in our house and, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, she's kind of the head of the household. So wouldn't you think that like, that's an outdated way to look into yeah, it? The father seems to, uh, <laughs> Be praying to Allah and drinking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm all like, I don't know about calling that guy the yeah. just kidding yet. Uh, he, uh, yeah. So that's that was like my biggest problem with it. And I was just like, yeah, like it doesn't it, like nowadays, especially with equality becoming more like, you know, uh, like there's more and more apparent. every year. Yeah, yeah, it's it's becoming more apparent, and so like wouldn't you say that it's an outdated way to look at it? And then they were like, okay, like, yeah, we definitely see what you're saying. <laughs> Basically like, mm, like trying to customer service, like brush right, it under right, the rug. Right. And then this one older Filipino gentleman got so upset and was just like, all right, so we're going to move on with the lesson and we're not going to have any more comments like that from you. Okay. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, so I basically got 
socially intimidated to like shut up about my idea about that. Yeah. And then I still just went through catechism because I was like, okay, like obviously I've already done a bunch of the work. This yeah. is one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> there, but I, I can't help but like see that little moment as just like this innate like thing in me that was just like, this isn't right. Like, and, and it's funny that it's, it's often like on the grand scheme of things, it is a, it is a little thing, but it sounds like what upset you, it wasn't the little thing. It was how people were reacting to how you addressed what it was is that accurate yeah Yeah. no i I definitely i think the interaction intensified like how that made me feel because because overall like if you can't ask questions and if you're getting answers like that back and that's just within that one circle the, the i guess the like potentiality for it to like happen even more or just for everybody to think in that same hive mind it's greater so like then it's it started to stray me away from Catholicism because I was just like oh man if this is how y'all are then I don't know about all this like yeah yeah no and that's super super, (laughs) yeah so yeah I mean that's all that's all I mean that's a that's always what I struggle with with group thinking in general not meaning which doesn't make it it's not always the case of course but yeah no that that all that all makes sense but you finished catechism right and then uh, I was very, I was a cafeteria Catholic, just like my mom. Um, <laughs> and then, like I said, I, I met that guy who, <laughs> Mr. Mister, I would have been a priest. Um, <laughs> and then we, like, throughout the relationship, like, his desire for me to be more conservative in the way that I dressed, the way that I looked, it, it like, it kind of grew and like I being that codependent person that I am, or uh, that I was, I feel, um, it, it, it accommodated like everything. Like, so like I cut my hair, it was like a bob cut, which like, no, like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine you with the bob cut. You know what I mean? So like on, on me, like, you know what I mean? So, well, I mean, there's a way to style it, but anyways, we're not getting into that. So, <laughs> so, so it was a bob so cut. Like, Let's get to the important stuff, the hair. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like the way that I look. Um, no, I. So so yeah. So it, he, I got a bob cut. I was wearing like really long like maxi dresses to cover up like my legs and my shape and yeah. like just baggy like tops and everything. So I was. The only thing that was very extreme about me at the time was like I have always had like really big gauges. Like when I, you know, when I was younger, like my gauges were like about an inch, like to an inch and a half. So like I still had those. So it was a very weird look. So it's like from the neck up, it's like hot topic manager. And then from the neck down, it's like somebody who obviously cleans pews in a Catholic church. It's like those are the two. It was weird. (laughs) So, so, um, it was almost like seeing a librarian with a face tattoo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, so it was, it was a confusing time for me because it's, I'm like trying to accommodate this person who I loved at the time. Um, going against like how I naturally wanted to look and I wanted to be. And then, um, you know, and then, then like him kind of like challenging my Catholicism. He's like, well, if you're really Catholic, then you would really be doing X, Y, and Z. And then it led kind of things for X, Y, and Z. It led into like us going to confession every weekend 
Um, so uh-huh. I was confessing my sins to a priest every weekend, uh, doing the penance for all of that every weekend, which is an exhausting thing to yeah, like, do. Yeah, so I, mean, I mostly know about that from friends who've told me about it and the film The Boondock Saints. <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe a couple of Martin McDonough films too, but I, I guess... <laughs> What I'm curious, what is that experience like? Actually, the uh, the what uh, what's it called? The the, the repentance, um, uh, penance. Penance. It's uh, the experience is underwhelming, and you don't. Really, it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's uh, it is so fucking boring. I can't even. <laughs> I killed Tom. Uh, it's good. It's fine. Yeah, that 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 got me pretty good. <laughs> it was, it was because okay. So you go and you talk to freaking Box Boss, and uh-huh. he tells you, know you who what it to, is before you go in there. I think yeah, because sometimes like you'll show up early, and then the priest walks in the box, and then you walk in the box after. So, so sometimes the box is just it's like a formality, or what? I think it is a way, or, or as far as I'm can understand because I don't know like the, the actual history behind it um, right. <laughs> behind the Jesus box. Um, but you basically just like, I, I think it's for you to focus because what's happening in there, like, or what they claim is happening in there is the priest is taking on like the voice of God. Like he's basically the mediator between you and God. So when you enter in that space, then it's almost, it's like it takes away from, who the priest is and then it switches you into this mode of focusing you confessing your sins directly to god <laughs> still laughing so that's no, that's that, fair that's super fair <laughs> yeah sorry you're fine got me the wrong <coughs> shit okay my bad um okay so it's like temple beliefs temple yes st- okay yeah so so he is he's taking on the voice of god in that moment and it's it's fucking weird. <laughs> but you didn't really feel that in the moment. No, I was just kind of like, I'm talking to this dude through like a fancy screen. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, and I guess also like in the movies, or someone always is getting murdered. You're not murdering people. <laughs> so I guess like, yeah, you don't even go into details. You just say, I have sinned. I did this sin and this sin. Yeah, so you go inside and then you're like, uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Um, you know, I've, I've done X, Y, and Z. And, uh, you know, like then he'll lead you into a prayer, uh, which I've forgotten a, a lot of the shit cause it's been years. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> but, um, then after that he'll say your penance is, uh, 10 Hail Marys, uh, pray the rosary three times, uh, then, you know, like, and also come do like you know, come to Saturday mass or something or something like that. He'll, he'll plug his mass. Okay. <laughs> he'll, he'll plug the mass that he's at. <laughs> so, you, but when you're in there, you're not even going like, I'm saying like, I coveted my neighbor's wife. That's a <laughs> sin, but you're not saying like, no, you're not, you're not going based off of like what sin fits into the category of the 10 commandments, which is what I feel like you, you, you don't go into like just strictly. You don't the 10 go in there and like, I banged Susie or whatever. Yeah. You, you don't say that. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can say something of that nature. You can't, you can't be crude with it or I, they would recommend you aren't crude with it, but, but uh, <laughs> and do they say stop or they just say pray? Um, they, and then you'll, you'll just be like, and then that's all I've, I've done. And then they'll be like, okay, like, you know, pray with me. And then they, we pray and then 
he gives you your your homework and then and you roll your eyes and, <laughs> and then i leave and then i go pray okay. in the pews for a while usually what we would do is we would do our penance like in the pews because it's just easier to just get it all done it's like a it's, yeah. it's a it's a whole task at this point in time it's like you have to block out like an hour of your day for this to right. happen i will say as someone who like growing up had nothing had nothing like that and grew up in a much more cheerful religion there was something very uh, appealing to me about the kind of gothic sense that Catholicism <laughs> has. Yeah. No, there is, because it's such an old religion. Like, it's such an old, beautiful, like, it, the way it's set up is, it's beautiful. Like, you know, so, yeah. so it, this, it, it's a very ceremonious way to carry out, like, your moral compass. That's right. how I feel, like, about Catholicism or, or any really traditional old religion. Sure, sure. So, so that's why people can get very easily groped into it because they're just kind of like i'm doing something that's like ancient yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, it's, it's but, cool <laughs> but this the dude you were with was way too into yeah penance and he was and, he's a the thing is like it's just oh man like he he's a he was a good guy it was just <laughs> it was it was so intense like everything that he did with his life and everything he he was like i like funk like he doesn't even eat for fun he eats for function he's like he's like i eat these specific proteins with these vegetables and then like i go to mass and it, <laughs> and it was very it was very intense so i'm i'm not to deviate what were the dates like with this guy did you guys look <laughs> at very functional curtains or like what um we, you know he <laughs> what's funny enough is like he actually had very similar interests with me so like okay. he so we still like would do like anime related things like if, if like gotcha. a like a video game that we liked had like a symphony that was going to be in la or something like that, that okay. we would go do that or but like he wouldn't be like how does symphony sustain me until like, okay. <laughs> yeah no he so he he had very He's, equal parts like he was he was okay. intense that makes sense but he like so it's like he if you liked symphonies he liked them more like that's the kind of guy that he was sure and i'm just and he, and he knew the history behind symphonies and he did and it was just it's so it was so intense i was just like can we just fucking watch this like why are yeah. we like you don't have to tell me the history about this oh god it was a lot <laughs> but okay, sure, sure so yeah so so like my intensity with like how i got like mirrored like him in that moment and it was a very it was an incredibly codependent relationship and and then you know so like i said i was i was dressing differently i was um you know i was my activities were different like he hated all my friends my his friends hated me you know like it was it just wasn't a good relationship like we were in it i think honestly a lot of it was kind of in vain like it was just like we're going to make it work no matter what it was the intensity like behind both of us now at that point right was like, we're just going to make it work because that's what we got to do. And then, you know, so it, it got to a point where we were going to like Tridentine Mass at six in the morning on Sundays. And like Tridentine Mass, it's different because it's, you know, when you got these relaxed masses. Tridentine <laughs> sounds like a, uh, a dinosaur. <laughs> He's wearing the little priest yeah, neck neckband yeah. or whatever that is. Yeah, so he, yeah. It sounds like he hangs with triceratops. <laughs> yeah, no, they they do penance together. Um so so that was going to that kind of mass because it's all done in Latin. 
So yeah. we learned oh. Latin <laughs> for our religion <laughs> because it was, you know, it originated out of that. Like, so we studied Latin. We became part of the choir. The choir sang in Latin. And it was just like I was in a veil. So like I would wear nothing but like, like it was a veil, a big like baggy top like to cover myself and then a really long, um, a really long like maxi dress and like some nice shoes so that I could, you know, emulate a we grandmother. The technical name for it was not a maxi dress. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I think that I think that is the the technical like the name. Pad? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes and no. What, what the hell is a maxi dress? <laughs> okay, so in the way that a maxi pad is big, this dress is the same in uh -huh. dresses. <laughs> so it is the maxi of the dresses. Okay. <laughs> so that was that was that was basically I don't know the technical technicalities behind it, but that was what I was wearing. It was like this really long skirt. Like yeah. so so was it his idea or your idea to wear the veil? Um we kind of both like was it came up with gauges? it. Um, they don't really care about that. Um, I think it was, the veil is mainly so that you can be like humble before God. Okay. Because I, I think it also focused a lot on like women's appearances and everything. So the veil is like, humble yourself. Like, like, and that was the, the worst part about it was like wearing that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just, it was very traditional and it was like weird and I don't know how to like, convey it other than like it, it's a it's an experience that like takes you outside of yourself sometimes so it's you know so it's it, it was it was a beautiful religion but yeah it got, it got to a point where like my beliefs started to kind of like become intense and also uh not very uh inclusive like there was a point in time like where my Catholicism and my belief in the church and everything, it got so intense as to where I felt that like I believed in gay marriage, but I didn't want like I didn't feel that it should be forced upon a Catholic church to marry a gay couple. Uh -huh. Like so like and and that upset a lot of people around me. So, you know, I started to have these beliefs where it was like it was really entwined with like the church and everything. So so it was, it just got to a point where I was like not even, I was being very inconsiderate and very um, selfish with my beliefs to, you know, even think that I could take away that right from like other people right. <laughs> just because of my beliefs. So it was, so it was very intense. Like I, I got like super into it and that. <laughs> and then what, what made you realize that you didn't believe in all of this? And I think after like. Well, of course, like, us, like, me and that guy breaking up, like, was a good, like, way for me to just wake up and be like, oh, who am I again? What's happening right now? And, um, and then, like, after we broke up, like, I started to reflect more on it, and I reflected on the people that I lost in my life, and I, like, in socially, like, like, my friends, they weren't my friends anymore, or, like, things of that sort. Like, it just got to a point where... I was, you know, I, I was, like, starting to feel, like, that rejection. And that's, like, so against, like, how I normally was trained. Like, to, like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of codependent. I, I'm people-pleasing. Like, how can I have more people accept me for who I am? And then, like, I started to feel the effects of it, like, the more that I delved into that religion. Because then I realized, like, that, like, there <laughs> there is an inherent um, sexism that revolves around catholicism in, in my opinion mm -hmm. and <laughs> and it's it's just because when you when you see the hierarchy of the church 
it's an all male institution. Yeah. And then when you see like, you know, how, like, for example, like take that example of me being in catechism where I'm just asking a question that relates to, well, why is it the father and not the mother? Or like, why can't it be this unisex God that we have? And they, they like, they respond to it with just disdain or like, like hatred towards my answer or my question. And, and then after that, I started to realize like, okay, well, like, why, like, I guess like a big question that kind of led me to like, go away from all of it was the only reason why, if the, if the only reason, if I disagree with everything that my God like put out for me to believe in, then like, the only thing that's really left is a fear of God. Like I'm only in this religion because I'm afraid of what would happen if I didn't have anything, like if I didn't have it um, or like what would happen if I went to hell if, or if everything was correct was like, they always say like the fear of God is a virtue because they, they feel that like, I mean, at least you believe, even if you don't agree with everything at the end of the day, you believe because of fear. And that's not, an ideology that I want to accept. Like, I don't want to accept that the only reason why I care about honor and love something is because I'm afraid of it. So that's, so that was the big turning point for me. was me realizing that. And no, and that's a, that's a big, difficult realization to make. Yeah. You you made it about around this time, the same time as the breakup. Yeah. And I guess my question is, do you think you, because I mentioned earlier, it, it seemed like you kind of developed not just like these codependency. And by the way, you don't seem like super codependent anymore. Like you, you seem like you've <laughs> grown a lot from, I would have, you know, so I, I, I do want to frame it with that context. <laughs> Thank <It's>, you. <laughs> you. You know what I mean? Like this is more than anything. This is a podcast about change. Right. Um, but I, I mentioned you didn't disagree with me that you also, you know, had codependency with things and ideas as well as people. Do you think that that, that idea of, of fear, you believing and falling into things, I don't know what exactly it is. Maybe it's a fear of being alone. Maybe it's a fear of being rejected. It could be anything. I don't know. I'm not you, but do you think that that was kind of in other attachments you made over the years, do you think that that related the same fear of God? It was also the fear of not being with someone, the same fear of not having a community, the same fear of, do you think it all kind of combined into one thing or am I grasping at straws here? (laughs) Um, No, I, I definitely think like if you have a toxic trait about you, just for lack of a better term um that's gonna be how you navigate your life like for the most part until you put up like I guess boundaries with yourself and and you have the fortitude to work on yourself uh enough to where you break out of that habit like you're just you're you're a being of your conditioning like so the more that Mm -hmm. you condition yourself to do one thing the more you're going to operate off of that until you break that cycle so with like for me with my codependency um 
I, I got into therapy like about two years ago, like two and a half years ago. So that helped me kind of break my conditioning. It helped me break the cycle of like joining things because I am afraid of being alone or I'm codependent. Um, it stopped me from, you know, having relationships with people because of that codependency. And it, it really like, it helped me grow out of that. So like currently, like the way that I can, or from what I can speak on confidently with like what I'm engaged yeah. in my life right now, I think like <laughs> stand up, I, I think is the biggest thing that's like helped me get out of that codependent nature because with stand up, it's like you are by yourself up there. You're alone with your thoughts <laughs> and you, you, you dictate everything that happens by yourself. Like for the most part, hopefully you don't have a ghostwriter, but like, you know, it's, <laughs> there's like, there's so many like, like I feel like getting into stand up for me, and and that's why I was stalking the scene for a while because I was just like, oh, I'm so afraid of getting up there. But I just I I have this need to like just finally just just be myself and like just break away from all this conditioning that I've gotten to like be with other people, and uh, and and like so it, it's helped me condition out of the mindset of needing other people to make things happen in my life and. Yeah. And like with like, for example, like with my Buddhism that like I'm a part of now, like the ideology behind Buddhism, like the the I guess mission for like world peace. I jive with that just on a personal level, because even in my, you know, in my uh, like history of trying to make people happy all the time, it was still always like this good natured effort that I always felt like was like I do genuinely want people to be happy because like I'm a very empathetic person you and, are yeah and like, thank you so are you <laughs> but like <laughs> stay off of me <laughs> see grumpy Tom um <laughs> like so so I'm a very empathetic person and I always want people to be happy I do want people like what's best for people so like having somewhere where it kind of like organizes those thoughts and it puts effort towards those thoughts. Yeah. And I, I think that like if people are especially trying to use that for like a moral compass so that it helps them in their daily lives, like I, I'm all for that. And I'm never really married to anything that I'm a part of um, unless it's like a relationship with someone or just stand up. I will say that the only thing that I'm really kind of married to at this point in time is stand up because I'm, I just go so hard with it. But like, aside from that, like I'm a pretty relaxed person with how I feel now. And I don't feel like even like when members like of Buddhism, like when they reach out to me, um, very, uh, what's, what's the word for it? Like consistently, like persistence. almost persistence. There we go. Yeah. So like persistently when they reach out to me persistently, like even I have the boundary to be like, Hey, like, I'm going to need you to give me some space because this is not what I'm looking for right now. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why I respect the religion is because I can do that. Whereas, yeah. like, in Catholicism or, like, in anything else that's very intense, they probably would, like, judge you for that. They would be upset that you don't want to be, right. like, the most, like, you know, whatever, like, person that, like, in the, the organization. Super, super Catholic. Yeah. So, so that's, I, re I respect that about, like, yeah, the Buddhism. Yeah. is like, I can choose how I engage in it, and that has no effect on me. Um, like, I'm not going to go to hell. If I don't, if I don't no. chant as much as possible, you know, like I don't, none of, there's none of that. No, so. that is, that is one, that is, that is another thing I enjoy about it. It's not a, it's not a punishment based practice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and coming from Catholicism, that's a relief. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? No, they are very chill. They're very, I mean, you mentioned, you know, they, 
it always gets brought up on religious episodes. The the gay, you know, the gay thing. I there were get. It's so funny. I didn't realize that gay was a thing as a kid. There were I was around so many gay people. Mm-hmm. And it took me until asking, like, how come I don't know any gay people? And my dad just kind of looked at me like, they're, they're, half the people, they're, <laughs> they're, they're all gay. What are you talking about? We're all gay. I'm gay. You're gay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, that's, see, and that's what I really loved about, like, getting involved with Buddhism was it aligned with my, like, belief to inspire and encourage others to just be happy. Um, yeah. But then it was also an accepting place for me being a very like alternative person. Like, like, you know, the way that I look is extreme. The way that I am is a little bit more extreme than most like people. And, yeah. And they yeah. will never, they will never turn you away. And they'll never even really tell you like, you got to be less. Yeah. Never. They, They'll they, never they, do that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is it? You can never be too extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. You don't, you absolutely can't. So, so yeah. So like, you know, when I like, I really felt like everything turned like in my life after because I was pretty after like breaking up with that person um I was pretty directionless like I mean I I've been practicing Buddhism but it was it was like I was still kind of like learning more about it and then like everything Wait, are you turned talking about with... the Catholic guy or the the um the cath after after the breakup with the Catholic guy I think oh. I was I think I turned this was when I was now 21 so 21 is when that breakup happened. So from 21 to like now I'm 26, like it, like I was feeling kind of directionless until like maybe about like two years ago. So like halfway into that, that's when like, when, I, into comedy. when I got into comedy, that's, that's when I started having more direction with myself and feeling like now this is really what my voice is. Like this is who I am and I'm able to express it. This is what I want to do. Exactly. Is, and it's, it is independent of, yeah, it is. It is what you create is independent from anyone else. The right. trick is, you got to be creative, but then you also have to be a salesman and convince people to be on board <laughs> with it, whatever it is that you're talking about. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. And I, and I do all right. I, I mean, I don't really, I don't have any like any extreme opinions when I get up there yet. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, well, you don't have a ton of very extreme opinions off stage either. Yeah, I'm a pretty. I'm. I'm You're a pretty chill person. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a tie dye shirt right now, man. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is tie dye. <laughs> yeah. It's like black and white tie dye. I know. I was like, this is about as uh, colorful as I'm gonna get. Is <laughs> it's tie dye, but it's still no colors. In yeah, it. I'm a hippie, but I also hate. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I was gonna say the government. I realize that's what hippies do hate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's all. That's all. Inter- I mean. You talk about you know all those those realizations, mm-hmm. um, and we'll 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 start wrapping up. Pretty yeah, soon, for sure. But like, in terms of like, okay, you make those realizations after you know after uh, it ends, and then you know I think a lot of a lot where a lot of people struggle. They go, okay, I don't like this part about me. I want to change this, and they have it in their head, but it's not ingrained into them and it kind of like at least for me i don't know if it's this way for you for me it's like it's a process of like consistent failure for a long time and then a lot of times there's no i got it a lot Mm -hmm. of times you just realize like oh i was just able to change from your experience like what is i mean if that's a relatable statement i just said Mm -hmm. 
any tips on on that process? Um, in, in terms of like the process of change, like I'm not an expert. Obviously, like you know, I'm just a normal person. No, I, know. But, I don't. I don't want an expert. I want people who have actually changed. To talk right. About how they did it, you know. Yeah. Well, and, I don't uh, want science. I want experience. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, I'm happy to be here. Um, I uh, with. I don't know, I guess with, with changing and, and like recognizing like that, that growth, I I think, I think like everybody kind of, everybody kind of like just has their, their disposition almost like, like I, I felt like, like even back when I was bullied, like just being alone, I'm not very, I'm, I'm very different. I am, I'm not quite the girliest girl in in the world and and uh you know it, it like from a young age like I realized that that was like my truth like you know I'm, I'm more alternative I'm not a, I'm not I'm not meant to be um I guess a normal like woman in society's like standards like I'm not supposed to follow this gender role or like I wasn't meant to follow this gender role because it just kind of goes against how I developed and the more that I got involved, like, just taking on other, like, religions or being accepted into, like, other faiths and everything, I, I, I guess it was, like, the more it strayed away from that dispo- disposition as, like, a person, like, the more, like, I, like, like I said, like, when that seed got planted in catechism, when I was rejected for how I felt, like, it, it's, like, those, those red flags it they come up because that's almost like an in in like a like an innate part of you that's telling you like you have to break away from like this because this isn't honoring like who you are as a person and to I guess listening to that intuition and listening to that voice as much as it's going to burn bridges and it's going to upset people uh and and like totally change like any sort of of a like what's the word for it i'm losing the word like expectation or Mm -hmm. like for like anything that's going to stray away from that like any comfortability that you have right now it's it's for the best like i didn't start to realize like who i was and what i stood for until pretty much all of my friends were estranged from me like and then going through breakups like i was i basically was forced to be alone and then going into therapy um that those two things kind of like forced me to be more introspective and then act on what is it innately that like you cherish and that you care about that's going to push you forward into like like you know your your meaning in life like and that was (laughs) that was that was like i guess like the biggest thing is like listening to those red flags sometimes you kind of have to estrange yourself from other people and sometimes you have to pay for therapy sessions. It's a lot, <laughs> but it's, yeah. It's interesting you brought up like the force to be alone. Yeah, because that's I've I've go- also gone through that phase for different reasons, and I feel like uh, I feel like people who do it's interesting. Some people end up going deeper down into that cave. And then some people find a balance between. I don't. I don't know what the word is. I guess community and independence. Right. 
and you didn't go deeper into it. Like you're, do you still feel alone? I guess is what you. Um, no, I, I feel like for a while I did feel alone. And, and like by that, that whole estrangement, like the big break and like having to be alone, it was only like, it was like literally when I started stand up, like, like I estranged myself from like everybody around me and I lost friends, like things kind of went south, like with my, you know, with my relationships and, and I think it was because I just went to such an extreme route of like my my body and my mind telling me like you need to figure out who you are and you need to be alone for a little bit because you like the more that you're around people the more you honor that conditioning of codependency like the more that like yeah it's, it's that conditioning again it's like right you're you're being led into that so so yeah, right now I I don't feel alone. I feel like I have people who matter around me, and I have better boundaries, and I've I'm more aligned with myself than I've ever been. Um, so I definitely don't feel alone, and I don't feel codependent. I feel like I'm on the way to like more healthy relationships, and I think that's what anybody could ever really ask for. Suffering from codependency is like yeah. actually being healthy and caring about yourself and having self worth now. No, so, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, no, this was, this was great. I, we talked about a lot of things that, uh, I didn't think we were going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is good. Like, this is yeah, like, well, codependency is always interesting to me just because I don't, I, I don't really think that's something that I think I have whatever the, the I have like, uh, what, what the fuck would the word be? I think I've push against any sort of dependency. <laughs> you're you're so independent, you are on an estranged little island away from yeah, the rest I'm on, of the I'm world. On an, uh, yeah, I'm on an island. <laughs> you're isolated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's always it's always interesting. There are always little things about it that, you know, uh, I, of course, relate to. Like, the, a lot of the ideas aren't foreign to me. They're just not something that I think I really... You know what's funny? I think I've tried to be codependent before. <laughs> and very much <laughs> just because, like, okay, this is the opposite of what I do. And yeah. uh, it, I can't do it. <laughs> so you, you felt like a robot. You were yeah, just kind of like, yeah, is like, this what you do? Trying human unhealthy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's exactly um like how I'm picturing it for you. Yeah, like. for sure. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, coming and doing this. Um Oh yeah, thank you so much where, for having me. Yeah, <laughs> where where can the people find you? Um on Instagram, uh it's dasakitty. Um the way you spell that stupid handle is uh D A S A K E E T I E and that's just that's my one social media outlet for comedy. Just Instagram. It's just Instagram. I don't have a Twitter um because I don't want to hate myself. Um You don't want to <laughs> see people's thoughts. Dude, yeah, it's too much. <laughs> it's like I don't need to know everyone's thoughts. And that's what that is what, one thing that's great about Instagram is like, okay, enjoy a photo, don't have to read any of the thoughts that came <laughs> behind a hundred percent that's what i can't i can't do twitter i mean maybe one day i'll do twitter but you know yeah i i have i have uh i i have more twitter people than instagram i like to i like to say it's because i have better thoughts than uh, <laughs> face 
<laughs> better yeah but. i don't know you never know you could always join the hashtag feet movement on instagram there's options for other parts I'll of lose you all my followers <laughs> i'll get like three three dudes who look kind of like me with different <laughs> different length hair uh following me who are probably going to send you 500 dollars. let's be real i'm just kidding you know Not what it would be worth it <laughs> it would be worth it um yeah, they, anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, but I'm, I'm going to be at the Virgil <laughs> next. Oh, well, this is going to oh, be out. Uh, it's about Monday. Out on Monday? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, on Tuesday, I will be at the Virgil. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's that's pretty much what it. What show? Um, <laughs> two Dykes and a Mic. Oh, so, hell yeah. <laughs> yes, Mackenzie yeah. is the best. So, yeah, so that's, that's yeah. the thing. And uh, if you have a chance to see uh, Sasha do stand-up, she's fucking... You've been killing it lately. Thank you so much. You've I been really killing it lately. <laughs> it's weird to think that at one point you were like, I don't know if I, I should do... I, t- I don't know if uh, I should I should talk into a microphone. And do, now. <laughs> there were times where I would show up, but I didn't want to go up, and you would have to like literally push me on stage. I think I yelled at you a lot. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> I don't... I, here's the thing. In my mind, I never yell. <gasps> what have you fed into my codependency? <gasps> it's coming full circle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're fine. No, no. That's, you're encouraging. That was. Fine. That's a, that's yeah. Well, yeah. I was. Uh, I, I guess even when I'm encouraging, I come off like a fucking asshole sometimes. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I'm, I'm like I said, Catholic punishment needed that type yeah. of <laughs> type of motivation. <laughs> You need so yeah. You need someone to yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I'm glad. Look, it's everything you've accomplished is nothing to do with me. So I'm, no, I'm really, I'm really uh, I I don't. Uh, proud's the wrong word because that. But like, I'm really happy about every everything you've been doing, and and uh, I'm excited. Two years from now, you're gonna be way the fuck ahead of me. <laughs> you stopped it, <laughs> but yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. It was good. It was good. (laughs) Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course.